What's going on, everybody? Happy Friday night to everybody except for Jack Eichel. This is Busy Six, the Gigaverse is all video game talk show. We're trying out a Friday night here. Hope uh, that you are having a, a wonderful start to your weekend. Thanks for spending the start of it with us at twitch.tv slash the Gigaverse. I'm Josiah Leroy, as always, with me, Mr. Baba Yaga, John Fick. John, how's your Friday going? You know, I figured we, I didn't think we would talk any hockey, but then I realized, you know, our, the name of our podcast is a, is a pun on hockey. So, you know what? We can do it. We're a hockey talent. It's Buffalo. Jack Eichel. No bueno. No bueno. No bueno. That was tough to get through, but man, was it worth it? It was. <laughs> it, was it was a fun uh, night. It was a great night. It was super exciting uh, as a Sabres fan. Uh, honestly, I felt dread the whole night. I thought he was going to come back, score the tying goal and or the winner, you know, in overtime, shootout, you name it. There was going to be something where Jack Eichel was going to steal the show, but he was kind of invisible except for on that last play of the game where Tuck steals the puck from him in that empty net situation. Seemed pretty yeah. invisible to Tuck. <laughs> yeah, he blew right by him, dude. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, uh, uh, we're not at all Derek in the chat he's not, it's great we've got a little bit of closure here so thank you for that uh if you can't tell we like three things here we like video games we like beer and we like hockey so we're, we've got a little bit of all a trifecta here tonight uh we're, we're gonna really steer clear of hockey for the rest of the show but again thanks for joining us uh again you can watch uh, any of our content after the fact at youtube.com slash the geekiverse or listen on podcast services around the globe wherever you download podcasts on this episode of Busy Sticks, we've got a bunch of news to get to. We learned a bit more about the Dead Space remake's exciting new systems, plus a new release window. We've got a Gotham Knights release date. Yeah! And we've don't got a PlayStation it. State of Play to catch up on. Oh, don't believe it. More to follow <laughs> on that. But as I mentioned, we don't just like video games here. Almost as important as what you're playing is what is a What's about to be in our system? John, I'm going to give it to you first. What are you pulling up aside uh, your gaming console aside from this show here? What are you going to be drinking? I think you could have guessed this one. So, you know, I made a, a little trip out to froth tonight. Uh, we, we're, we're right here on uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend, and I got myself the Liquid Charms. I'm so jealous right now. This is, oh uh, this is from Froth. So what do they call this thing? Uh, triple fruited sour ale. Certainly not sour. Certainly not sour. Uh, pink guava, raspberry, blueberry, strawberry, and cereal marshmallows. So they've they've uh, they've used marshmallow in their beers before, but they literally used the cereal marshmallows from White Lucky Charms to make this one to sweeten this one. Um, I did have it at the brewery already. I was there earlier today. It's very interesting. I'll show you guys the color. It is it is green. It is very. So, uh, Lucky Charms is my favorite cereal. I gotta say, oh. love it to death. Uh, so that is why. Oh my gosh, that looks amazing to me. I gotta ask you how how is the texture there? I'm, I'm sure we'll see it in a second. Like, is it, this it's, thicker it's thick. than usual? It's not yeah. thicker than usual. Think of, it, it's, it's very similar to one of their, mm. it's a little greener in person. I think you're getting a little bit more blue. Um, it, it's a blue green, but it's a little bit greener in person than, than what you're seeing coming through right there. Um, it doesn't look as, as milkshakey as some of them have been. It's pretty or thick. smoothie. It is, it is up there. It's up there with the smoothie, the thick ones. I will say that it is not, I can't taste the, the cereal, uh, aspect of it at all. I, I taste marshmallow, but there's no, there's nothing to distinguish them. Like you, you eat a marshmallow and then you eat a cereal marshmallow. There's a difference there. Like they have a different yep. taste. They have a different texture. There's not, that, not much of that here. Not much of that here. All right. All right. So, but would you good overall? Oh yeah. It's good beer. Yeah. If you, if you like these fruited sour milkshake style, you know, super, super heavy smoothie like beers, you're going to love it. Yeah. All those fruits that I named plus marshmallow. How, how do you go wrong? Courtney says her favorite is also Lucky Charms. Courtney, I knew we would be friends. That's a, that's a wonderful thing. Uh, for me, because I, I kind of figured where John was going, I also had to match it. And plus, I don't want this sitting in my fridge too, too long, you know, at risk of explosion. Can be dangerous. Uh, but I've got, got another liquid lollipop here from Froth. This one, apple peach caramel. Okay, so, that must be from the fall. Um, I picked uh, probably, but I did, I did buy it recently, like two weeks. Two and a half weeks ago. Okay. Uh, this one, at first, I would say I was a little disappointed in. Now, when I say I'm disappointed, I really like just about everything Froth does. It's a high so, bar. Yes. It's, it's like when people say, it's well, you don't like that pizza, but it's still pizza. To me, that's a little bit froth. Um, so this one kind of looks like the same texture, so to speak, as the one that John just showed. Got my, my baby mall glass here from glass to mouth. Cheers, brother. And cheers, my friend. This one is 
the more I've kind of sat on it and let this stew, the the better I found it. Where I I'm finding all the hints there of apple, peach, and caramel. That's that's a tough thing to to mix, but it's it's pretty good. So awesome. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, I'm gonna pass it over to you because we. I think it's your week for show and tell as well. It is my week for show and tell. Speaking of beer, though, I finally did make my uh, my busy sticks untapped uh, list. So if you do follow me on, on Untapped, I think my name is Disruptoid on Untapped. You can probably just search my name too. But I do have a list of every beer that I have had on Busy Sticks so far. Because if you didn't know, we try to have a new beer every week and not repeat those uh, those beers. We may have had them before, like I had this earlier in the day. And I've had a couple of beers on the show that I've had before. But I try to br- bring a new uh, beer to the show every week at least. And uh, yeah, that list is now active. I'm doing the same thing. Uh, you can, we, we didn't determine if you could search uh, f- for those, but mine says busy sticks dash Josiah. I've got the list of everything I've had on our episode so far, which is pretty freaking cool. I think uh, we're going to post the links in the descriptions of the episodes from now on. So when we do this on YouTube uh, or the, the podcast version, you'll see that right in there. You can click that. It'll take you right there. You can find out more about the beer, the brewery that sells it and really uh, what it's made of. So yeah. Thanks for, sure. for saying that, John. I forgot about that. Yeah, no problem. Uh, but yes, show and tell. So uh, each week we like to ha- do a little segment here called show and tell, show off something maybe new to us, something that is uh, timely topic-wise with the news or something like that. Maybe a new game came out uh, that we want to talk about and we have that physical copy control or something like that. This week I have something pretty special. Um, so I just moved into my new house. Um, uh, my wife and I have been here for about a week and a half, just about two weeks here, finally getting settled in. Uh, one of the projects is, of course, the the home office. I, I work from home quite a bit. Uh, we do this as a, as a side gig. We put a lot of time into the content we make here. So having a nice home office is important to me. And I've been working on that you know, th- these past two weeks, getting things up and running. Uh, my good friend and friend of the show, Kyle, has provided me with an awesome, awesome housewarming gift. Uh, and this is just absolutely killer for my desk. It is this bad boy right here. Get out of here. Oh, my it, gosh. Isn't that so cool? That's so, amazing. So for audio listeners, it's a 3D printed uh, block letters in the Mario style. It says my my gamer tag Disruptoid. Um, so it's just like it's perfectly 3D printed, like super, super high quality 3D print. Like there's no there's like sometimes you see like, you know, people had to sand some stuff down because they had like a lesser quality 3D printer. This thing is just absolutely awesome. So it's in like the Super Mario block letters, all the different colors. It says Disruptoid and it sits right on top of my PC case. It is it is so freaking cool. Kyle, that is amazing, man. Well Isn't done. It killer. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool, dude. You'll have that forever, let alone 100%. when we're streaming or we have shows. Always have that on hand or in the background. That's so cool. Yeah, so cool. Awesome. So yeah, Kyle, thank you so much for that. I have not. I want. I've been wanting to show people that forever, but I wanted to like let it make its debut on the show because that's a, uh, you know that that's that's only what's right. Kyle's an awesome, awesome. He's a good friend, but he's also a huge supporter of the show. He watches all the time. He always sends me a picture of himself chilling and watching us on the big screen. So I felt it was only right to show that for show and tell for sure. Dude, that is so awesome. Yeah, Kyle, I can't put it into words. Really exciting stuff there. Um, and we always appreciate you tuning in. So community question of the week. Last week, we asked, what is your favorite Nintendo Switch game? We had the anniversary, five-year anniversary of the Nintendo Switch, as well as Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So we thought it was a good time to, to do that. Um, I had a, a few responses on my, my personal social media. I had Dave Hamilton say, um, my son and I play Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 enough to make my wife crazy. Love that. Um, Thanks for writing in, Dave. Rashawn Anderson, the former Platinum King. <gasps> I'm coming for you. Uh, Breath of the Wild. Great pick up, be asleep. Jesse Powers. He says he bought the Switch that came with Smash Ultimate, so that's my favorite. Uh, we had Luke write in and say, this is going to sound basic as F, but probably Pokemon Legends Arceus. That's a good uh, one. That's not basic. I think that's a nah. that that that's a recent one. But I think that maybe in a couple of years, a lot of people might have that on their uh, on their list here because that's that's a game changer for Pokemon fans. I would say so too. Like you can't go wrong with that, uh, John. You had some from our community as well. Uh, mine is just an overwhelming amount of Breath of the Wild. 
Uh, so we've got our, our good buddy Mike, Tank Newton, Breath of the Wild. Uh, Danny Mears on Twitter has to say Breath of the Wild. It's a console's definitive game, in his opinion. Um, it's tough to argue with Breath of the Wild, a game that shipped day one with this thing and made such an impact. Got so many people like like myself and yourself into Breath or into Zelda for the first time. Um, maybe one day you'll finish the game. Uh, I absolutely adore it. It's one of my favorite games of all time, if not my favorite game of all time. Um, so it was it was certainly a pretty spe- pretty special game on this console but surprisingly not my answer for this question mine neither um so also i wanted to shout out i want to say on the gigaverse facebook uh frank z he had an awesome awesome write-up he he gave us so much i think he gave us his top 10 he he gave honorable mentions (laughs) yeah his thought process it it was really nice Uh, so if you can go check us out at facebook.com slash the gigaverse Scroll down a little bit. You'll find that post. Thought it was really nice. So, Frank's, uh, Frank, thank you for the interaction that we had there. Uh, John, what's your answer to the that question? Your your favorite Switch game? Yeah. So, uh, the, there's different different ways to look at that question, right? Because I think my favorite Switch game is Breath of the Wild. Like that's that's a Switch exclusive. I think of I think of the Switch. I think of my favorite game on the Switch. It's Breath of the Wild. But when we were talking about this question. We were kind of reflecting on the the fifth anniversary fifth anniversary of the switch i was more so thinking of my favorite experience i had with the console so what is like the most memorable experience and while zelda might still be the answer to that i have one that's a little bit more i don't know just stands out quite a bit you you got the answer you know can i can i spill the beans if go for it absolutely cuphead it's cuphead it is cuphead yeah and and the reason it's cuphead is because it, Cuphead was a game that I bought for the Xbox when it first came out. It was an Xbox exclusive. Uh, you can only play it on the Xbox One back then. And I played it, and I appreciated it, and I loved the art style and the music. And it was a really difficult game. And I, I love platformers, and I love I love the I love the the grind, and I love the uh, the gameplay loop of platformers of you know failing and trying again and failing and trying again. But for some reason, Cuphead I just wasn't getting better at, and I just got frustrated and I just let it go. And I'm like, you know what? That's a game I'll always get back to. And then the Switch came out, then the pandemic hit. And it just happened to be like this perfect storm. I'm locked in the house for two weeks and I want like, I'm already starting to go stir crazy. I, I got my switch here. My wife's got the TV. She's watching TV. So like, you know, I don't necessarily have access to it all the time. And I got my switch in my lap. I want to try to do something. And for whatever reason, I'm like, Cuphead just came to the switch a couple of weeks ago, months ago, whenever it was, I'm going to buy that and I'm going to commit to playing Cuphead and I'm going to beat this game. And I did that. And I sat there and it took me like four or five days and that's all I was doing. I was working, I was eating, and I was playing Cuphead. And I was just grinding through that game. And it was just me and the Switch for like four, like I said, however many days it was, less than a week. And it's all I remember is just sitting there on the ground, which I never do for some reason. I was just on the ground playing my Switch like a kid, just getting better at Cuphead. Um, and that game is just so special. And the reason it stands out so much for the Switch is because the Switch is what, like, the form factor is what made that experience happen. The handheld. It's just like such an intimate experience. It's just me and this stupid game in front of my face, and I'm not putting it down until I until I beat the game. Uh, I said this before; it's like super dramatic, but when I when I beat Cuphead, I almost felt the same way I did when I got when I graduated college. I graduated college and I got my transcript and I got to see every class that I that I accomplished, every class that I was able to pass and get a good grade in to to, to earn my degree. And that's the same way it was when I beat Cuphead. They show you all the bosses, and I'm like, I beat that one. I remember how hard that was. I beat that one. I thought I was never going to get past that one. That stupid dragon. I'm like, I was never going to beat that thing. I finally did, and then I beat every single boss in the game. So there's just some something super special about beating Cuphead, and I'll always tie that to the Switch. So Breath of the Wild might be right there neck and neck, but we had so many of that answer. I wanted to give a, a different a different take on it. Dude, that's that's saying a lot. I remember when you were playing that, and it seemed like it was longer to me than that. But I mean, I I, I digress. What I do remember is you commenting in the Buffalo Game Group, Game Geeks Group, when you beat it. It was basically I did it. I effing did it. And (laughs) you were, I was like, holy wow, geez, that's like that's crazy because this game is so difficult. Uh, But I, I that was an exciting time. I remember you sharing that. Um, and the, if you're on the chat and twitch.tv slash the Geekiverse, let us know what is your favorite Switch game of all time to date. Uh, John, do you, do you know mine? I think you could probably fathom a, a good guess. Oh, uh, I haven't thought about it. Yeah, I think I think I have the answer. Mario Odyssey? Yeah. yeah Super okay. Mario Odyssey. Um, that game, for whatever... I've talked about it on the show before. I mean, I love the game itself, but it just came out at such a good time for me. Like, I associate a lot of media, whether that is uh, a TV show or 
a video game. I, I associate those with different times in my life. I'll be like, oh, I remember I started that job the same month Star Wars came out and this and that. But with Odyssey, it was uh, it was 2017. Gigaverse was just on a hot streak. We had just gone to E3. We had a crazy successful Nickel City Con. We had all these things going for us that were just humongous at the time. And in the midst of all that, Super Mario Odyssey, one of the first big games I played on the Switch, obviously, that had just come out a few months prior. And um, it had, I had fond memories from E3 because Cappy was everywhere. It just You could buy it. You could get it if you got invited to the showcase. There was a lot going on that was exciting. And for me, that's a game that always stuck out. And I'd like to go back and replay it at some point. Kind of hard to believe that the fifth anniversary is coming up. I want a sequel to that. I want a, a sequel, a direct sequel to that game. I think it's the right time. Get it done. Get it out there. It was much like uh, when Super Mario Galaxy got a sequel. Um, I think that it's the right time to do it. So let's go, Nintendo. That's my answer, though. Super Mario Odyssey. I, uh, also, sh- go ahead. Shout, shout out to, to Chris in the chat. Finally got the Switch OLED. Yes. So I, I, I notoriously, I'm always out and about on my lunch breaks. I work from home. So I'm always like trying to get out of the house on my lunch breaks. So I'm always walking around Target or Best Buy or whatever just to like move my legs and get out. The OLED has been in stock the last couple of weeks, or I guess maybe the last like week and a half. Every time I'm at Target, there's a bunch of OLED. So it's a good thing, good sign for consoles, hopefully. Uh, the OLED Switch and the Xbox Series S, they're everywhere right now. So you can get your hands on consoles. It's nice. Maybe not the, the Series X or the PS5 still, but there's stuff out there, which is good. I did share that with someone who their uh, their brother still has not gotten their hands on a PS5, like many people. And I said, you know what? This doesn't necessarily mean that this is an indication of things to come, but you couldn't get the Switch OLED for a while, and now you can. Yep. Even the Series S on the Xbox was hard to find for a while, but that's been everywhere recently. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's a, a little bit of a, a chip in the wall there. We'll see what happens in the next few months, especially as we get towards the holiday season, six, seven months from now, uh, in that fall season when all the sales are going on black friday is right around the corner be interesting to see if we're going to have ps5s and xbox series x available it is going to be tough so far yeah we're, we're going to be creeping on two years this holiday season so let's let's hope we can yeah. get those in stock i do have a, an, another anecdote about um, mario odyssey as well so like you you mentioned that uh video games really relate to like a place in time for you same thing for me that was my story with cuphead uh but also similar um, mario odyssey when i first moved into my my first apartment my my then girlfriend, not even fiance at the time, now wife, uh, we were moving into an apartment together. It happened to be the same weekend that um, Mario Odyssey came out. And we had to have our Verizon Fios come to be installed and some other service. Maybe I think actually our washer and dryer were being delivered from Best Buy. So those two things uh, were happening on a Friday and they both gave us like two radically different windows. So I just took the day off of work. I'm like, okay, Fios says like 8 a.m. to noon and washer and dryer says like 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. So like they can come literally whatever. So I'm just taking the day off of work. And it was it was literally an empty apartment. So I'm like, okay, well, Mario Odyssey came out. I'm bringing a chair. I'm sitting in an empty living room and I'm just playing Mario Odyssey all day. And that's what I did. But that was like that just 12 straight hours basically of playing Mario Odyssey, you know, letting the guys in to put it in the internet and stuff like that. But just like in an empty apartment celebrating just, you know, finally having it in my own place and uh, playing that game nonstop. So there's my little story for that game. That's a really nice memory. Also, how dare how dare you use the F word on this show? I miss oh, Fio so yeah, bad. It is. Uh, so bad, everybody. Certainly when a you're in the country like me, you got to go with Spectrum, sons of bitches. Well, I have another just real quick uh, before we move on, if we're talking about nostalgia and kind of tying these memories in, uh, I, I believe I mentioned it on the show, but Breath of the Wild was so special that midnight release um, is John and I have kind of reminisced. We, we want to go to those again. Uh, but uh, my wife and I, Lauren, we were in Amherst, which is where we, we picked up the switch and Breath of the Wild at that Best Buy, Niagara Falls Boulevard. If you're in Western New York, that's where your series X came from too. Yes. Yes, it is very true. Um, that's where we got the switch. And it was funny because we passed by and I was like, oh man, Lord, about five years ago, we were waiting here at midnight and little did you know that was going to be a system that you would put hundreds of hours into in a game called Animal Crossing. That's so funny. That is so funny. <laughs> oh man. And now my daughter really runs the roost on this one. It's the original switch. Lauren's got the, um, the switch light. I've got the OLED. So we've got three in our house. Uh, my daughter plays that Peppa Pig game like there's no tomorrow. She's put over 30 hours in it. So That's if you see awesome. on my name, 30 hours, it's not me. <laughs> I'm sure not playing not. the Peppa Pig video game. Great cover I'm, story. I may, I may play it with her, uh, but man, she loves it. And it's it's fun. It's great that she gets to pick that up while I'm playing Horizon or you name it. 
Uh, speaking of which, I did gloss over this, so I, I made a mistake. We talked about what's in our, our system with beer. What's in our system with PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo? John, what have you been playing lately? Yeah, so I, I, I wish I still need to get more time in Horizon. I, I did play more since the last time we, we talked. That's been about a week here. I probably put about four or five more hours into it. I'm getting there. I'm doing more side quests. I've just been at the point where like the next quest is like four or five levels higher than I am, and I don't want to go into it underpowered. So I've just been grinding away side quests. Uh, and then, then I finally did do that that one quest that I was like, at that point, maybe one or two levels behind, and I beat that. Uh, so I'm getting the story along. Uh, I'm loving it. The game's absolutely gorgeous. The gameplay is just amazing. I'm still waiting for the story to pick up to where I know it's going to. I've, I've, read, I've watched all the reviews. I know this game's incredible. It's getting you know five out of five, 10 out of 10s, 9 out of 10s. People are loving this game. So I know the story's going to pick up. Uh, I'm still waiting for that to happen in my playthrough. I know it will. I just got to commit more time to it. Uh, I mentioned I moved into this new house, just got my new office set up. With that came a nice new PC. My first time having like a nice beefy gaming PC, which I mostly bought for content creation, not really for for gaming, but I've got it. So I want to play with it, right? It's a new tech toy. I want to see what it can do. Um, so I've got Xbox Game Pass because I have my Series X. So I already have Game Pass Ultimate. So I've downloaded um, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Been playing that on the PC a little bit. That's a lot of fun. And then just uh, yesterday, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That came out to Game Pass too. So I've been playing those two games. Those are just two just incredible. I mean, my two, two of my favorite properties of all time with Star Wars and Marvel. Probably my two favorite IP of all time, period, uh, with Star Wars and Marvel. So just super cool to have both those on Game Pass and just two of my favorite games in the last couple of years. Just really, really good stuff just to be able to play with a new, new, uh, new toy here. So that's what I've been doing. That's been taking me away from my Horizon gameplay is, is just toying around with this PC for the most part. Stimpaks, Derek, don't go there. Oh, you took up some talk about salty. Uh, yeah, John, you, you're a man after my own heart there with, with uh, Jedi Fallen Order and Guardians. Um, how, how have they looked overall? Like, have you noticed a big difference from when you played them on console? Dude, PCs are weird, man. So inconsistent. Like, I'm running Jedi Fallen Order and uh, Guardians at max settings, and they look great, and they're running at like super awesome frame rates, and like it's handling it. I've got for people, you know, people who are into PC stuff. I've got an AMD uh, Ryzen five, and I have a uh, uh, NVIDIA thirty sixty in here. So like, it's a decent computer. It's 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 relatively high end at this point. Um, it's like I, I would say on par, if not a little bit better than the new consoles. But the new consoles still seem to run certain stuff better. Like I boot up Fortnite on this thing, and like this this. Series X and PS5 blow it out of the water in terms of like the performance for fidelity factor. So it's just like it's weird. Certain games run great and certain games just run okay. Uh, but those two have run really good. I've, I've been able to crank up the settings, get my uh, get my ray tracing, my NVIDIA DLSS, like all that, all the fancy fancy PC stuff I've got running, and they look good. All right, all right. I I like to hear that. What? I, but I, I, just to come back around to that to the, the whole PC thing, put a bow on it. Having a PC has made me appreciate the consoles even more just to just to know like all of the all of the the finic the all the toying around i've had to do with settings to get these games right uh the fact that some of them are inconsistent the fact that this thing is more than twice the price of, of those two consoles you can buy both of those consoles for less than i paid for this pc and those things just work and most games run better than what i than this pc that i have here man these current gen next gen whatever you want to call it at this point in the in the cycle those are so impressive, and the, this this having this beast of a PC has just made me appreciate appreciate them even more, which is crazy. Dude, I love to hear that. I've never been a PS uh, a PC guy myself. It's not because I don't want to. It's just I've been a console guy, so it, it makes me feel a little bit better, I guess, uh, when it comes to the PS5 and Series X. Uh, you know, Derek, we said already here mentioned stim packs regarding Jedi Fallen Order. If you go way back, we're talking solid two two and a half years now. Um, we did a spoiler cast for Jedi Fallen Order, and uh, some of us finished the game well undermanned, like just way farther than we should have been. Made life a lot more difficult. I did the same thing with uh, with Metroid Dread. Oh no! I kind of just got by. After a while, I was like, "All right, I'm not going to make this mistake anymore. I'm going to beef up for the final boss." But the thing was, I read that the final boss was not as difficult as some of the mid-game bosses, which turned out to be true. So I struck a better chord than I did, say, on Jedi Fallen Order, but it was creeping in my head, man. I was like, Stimpax, Stimpax, Stimpax. But yeah, so for me, what's in my system? Of course, Horizon Forbidden Dawn. I've got a few more hours in. I'm I'm probably around... Oh, gosh. Uh, (laughs) Forbidden West. I am 14 to 15 hours in now. 
So um, I, I can't really say where that is in the, in the story to tell people, but been doing a lot of side missions because I want to level up as much as I possibly can. I want to stay out in front of it. This is a game I do want to platinum, so I'm really not cutting corners uh, to a degree, but it is really fun. And again, this is a game that has has had engagement in my house. Lauren will sit down and be like, what's that? What's the background on that? Like, There's general interest there that is typically not there on a lot of games. So uh, enjoying that. I got to say, the the combat is way it feels way better to me than the first game interesting i i don't know that it's actually upgraded that much but it just feels so much better i feel like i have a game plan for most things that are most encounters that i'm going in, into i like the upgrade system all of it's been clean yet very detailed and it it, it doesn't cut corners either so i've enjoyed that I've also enjoyed the grapple for for what I've had so far. That makes some of the traversal a lot easier. So uh, little improvements there have made this game even better. It's it's like when we went from Arkham Asylum to Arkham City. You made a a good game even better. We did the same thing here with the the First Horizon going into Forbidden West. Uh, Also been playing Breath of the Wild. I I told you I started that. I restarted that a few weeks back. Kind of an interesting thing juggling these two big games, but uh, so far so good. It's kind of the game that I'm playing when I've got Nora on my lap and kind of can't free myself up as much. And when I've got the the TV, I've been playing Horizon. So uh, the question of this week, we want you to get involved, whether that's on our Twitch or Facebook or Twitter. But happy belated Mario Day. That just happened yesterday. Of course, March 10th spells out Mario. What's your favorite all-time Mario game? Lots and lots of quality games to choose from. We'd love to hear from you. Again, what is your favorite all-time Mario game? Very interested to see the balance between 2D and 3D games that we get. Because to me, like they're they're completely different games. 2D Mario games and 3D Mario games are like it's it's kind of crazy that they're you know they're both the same IP and like game. Obviously, it's the same characters and stuff like that, but they're very different. So I'm I'm curious to see what what kind of wins the 3D or 3D or 2D. Yeah, I I. Very curious to see that. I'm curious to see where uh, sometimes there's an age breakdown to say, oh, I grew up with the original. Or I grew up with some of the games like on the Wii. Like there's a lot of differences when it comes to generations of gaming there. Um, so I'll, I'll be very excited to see that play out. I'm sure we'll have a wide gamut uh, of games listed on our social media. Yep. Get, getting into some of the news here. Uh, headliner for me today. Dead Space Remake. By the way, I've not talked much about Dead Space in our time at the Geekiverse because not much Dead Space has gone on. I'm very, very much looking forward to this game. Dead Space, the the trilogy itself, I, I enjoyed so much. Even the third game, to a degree. But one and two are just masterpieces when it comes to the horror genre. Anyway, today we got a little bit of a new look at it in one of the new systems where they're teasing the sound system. So essentially, as Isaac Clarke, as your character gets fatigued, as he gets injured, or if he's healthy, how he delivers lines is going to it's basically going to play off of that. So he's recording all these lines, all these different ways, which I think is kind of unique. You don't see a lot of this in in gaming. You get a lot of visuals when someone's hurt, but you don't hear it from an audio standpoint. And the audio standpoint to me really plays on the idea of fear. This is going to (laughs) be audio is such an important sense when it comes to playing a scary video game. Um, So to see that play out, plus the, I, I cannot remember what they're calling it, but, there's basically going to be a new system where you can shoot off different uh, bits of, of skin and limbs on, on the, the necromorphs, the alien creatures that, that are the antagonists in this game. So they're, they're really doing a deep dive on this. Uh, but today, we've got other news with the game that it's also now slated to come out early next year. The team over at EA Motive, who did uh, some of the fine work on Star Wars Battlefront 2, they noted that they do have a specific release date in mind. They're confident they can hit it, but they don't want to reveal it just yet, which I really applaud. Because how many times do we get into trouble when we say this game's coming out on this day and then we miss it all completely? John, did you did you play any of the Dead Space games when they originally came out? Nope, not a single second. Something I was Are always you- kind of interested in, but I haven't touched. So with a, with a new remake, remaster, I'm, I'm interested for sure. Uh, you have jumped into the Resident Evil remakes a little bit, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah, I played two. I played two. And that was probably the same thing, right? Didn't didn't play those when they first came out. Granted, we were a lot younger when those original games come out or right. came out. But I, I find it interesting that we're we're seeing a little bit of a similar pattern here where we're we're trying to remake a game like Dead Space. And I think it's a perfect time for it. That first game came out uh two thousand eight, I wanna say. 
So it in the the third game came out in 2012 or 2013. So it's been a good long time, and it's what better time to reinvigorate this franchise, seeing the success of those Resident Evil remakes. I'm just I'm so excited for this game, uh, especially to get a, an updated take on all of it. Also, for the the listeners at home, if you played the de- original Dead Space. They are not just remaking that story. They're going to largely stick to it, but they're going to bring in other elements from some of the sequels there uh, that lead on uh, basically a better story path because those were not necessarily planned. You know, much like the Star Wars sequel trilogy, which we'll get to at another uh, <laughs> another show. For some reason, when I was uh, back in that like 360 PS3 era, I always confused or just didn't really know the difference between uh, Dead Space and Mass Effect. Those were all just two like... Mm. Two trilogies that were out there that like I knew people really liked. I just never touched them. Did I could not have told you the difference between Dead Space and Mass Effect back then. Now I understand that they're very different games, but yeah, two very different IPs for sure. Yes, um, but uh, yeah, I I love them all the same. I gotta say, Mass Effect is in my like top five all time gaming IPs. Dead Space makes the top ten if I had to sit there and rank them. It, it's it's something again haven't talked about because we haven't had Dead Space news for right. the long duration of the Geekiverse. Uh, moving on. Point number two. This is another nice moment for me. Get your thoughts in a second, John. Uh, Gotham Knights. We've got an October release date from Game Informer. Gotham Knights, the upcoming co-op action RPG that puts players behind the masks and cowls of Batgirl, Robin, Red Hood, and Nightwing will be released this October. More specifically, it will hit PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, and PC on October 25th, just in time for Halloween. Considering Gotham is probably a terrifying place to live, uh, yeah, exploring it the week before Halloween sounds like a spooky treat. October 25th, is that happening? Yeah, I was just busting your balls. I think think it's totally happening. I don't think like... (laughs) The, the these these WB studios have been sleeping on these their their projects for so long. They I don't know if there was like turmoil with production and they had to scrap some projects and stuff like that. If that's why everything took so long, I think whatever it is, they're confident in, in these dates. I think that they showed both of those games that they showed look pretty pretty ready. I mean, we saw pretty much you know gameplay uh, trailers the, uh, at their reveals, which is not always the case. You kind of just see like splash screens or you see just like a CGI trailer. It's not gameplay from both of them pretty much right away. I think that whenever they announce game, uh, uh, dates for either of these games, Suicide Squad or or this one here, I think I think they're going to come. I, I'm confident we'll see this in October. I do feel pretty good about that date. And it's, it's funny. It's kind of like a double-edged sword. You get publishers who announce games way too early and then it's okay what happened like elder scrolls right like elder scrolls 6 you and i both know that game was not coming for a while but a lot of people don't they see that and they're like oh this is coming within two years not gonna happen you got a company like wb whether it's wb montreal or rocksteady who's making justice league and they they don't talk about it they go dark for a number of years the last game from rocksteady which was uh batman arkham knight was 2015 so by the time that that new game comes out, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, we're talking at least eight years because that's slated to come next year at some point. So it, it's a tough balance. I, I think I lean towards what WB did. Let it sit. Don't talk about it. Let the hype build. And then when it finally gets here, typically it's a lot more exciting. That's just my take. Third on the list, we got some NPD numbers today. Got a little known title called uh, Elden Ring. John, have you ever heard of that? I have no idea. No. Uh, all, all I know is it's a super, super hard game. Just kidding, folks. Uh, everyone knows what's going on with Elden Ring. Anyway, Elden Ring number one on the list, the highest selling non-Call of Duty game of the last 12 months. Takes a lot, as you see, to dethrone a Call of Duty game. And this is not this is not a, a Batman game. This is not a, a very, so to speak, mainstream game, even though it's kind of transcended that. John, this is a very I, niche game that has grown into something a lot bigger than itself. I would have never I would have never bet this it would happen. I would I would never have bet that a From Software game would find this type of mainstream media success, um, at least mainstream among gamers. Man, that's awesome. It's, it's awesome. People have loved these games for years. People who love From Software games love From Software games. And that group of people is clearly growing. You go on Twitch right now. I mean, I follow just, I'm not a huge, huge Twitch guy, but I follow maybe a dozen, couple dozen streamers. Everybody's playing Elden Ring. I go on Twitch. My homepage is just all of the people that I know that I follow are playing Elden Ring. Uh, You go and you go to the browse section. It's always leading in views right now. 
it is uh, it is killer. People are loving that game, and I'm super super happy for for them and for for the people at From Software. It's exciting to see, and I know you and I were both of the mindset that we wanted to wait till that game came out and and watch other people stream it. At this point, do you have any interest in playing it? I just know that there's a world where I, I could get into it. Any from software game, I know that that hook is there for me. I just am like afraid to. to I just I'm just anxious about about diving in and like giving it the commitment that it deserves. I know it could. Like we talked about my my, my love for Cuphead and the way that I love the how brutal that game was and that hook of you know failure and learning from your mistakes and finally overcoming something difficult. I know that hook is there for me in these from software games. It's just, I just have anxiety about starting them for whatever reason. So <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. I tried once and in terms of souls born games, it was Bloodborne, and I was ready to go and um, popped it in. Lasted about 45 minutes of, of frustration. And I was like, this is not for me. I'm not good at it don't have the patience. There's no story that I can see that I will ever give any sort of crap about. There's no saving grace for me. That's not to say it's a bad game. It's a, it's a good game, objectively. Just, it's not for me. 45 minutes later, I uninstalled it right from my PS4. I was like, I'm not going to waste my time onto the next title. And I think I played Bioshock the Collection, so it was fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, it's I'm not great at these high challenge video games and I don't love endless open world games. Like you've got to have a big hook or a big story for me to care about it. Like horizon. Like I care about that story now and the gameplay, all of it's so good. It finds a, a strikes the right chord for me. Don't think Elder Ring is going to be there for me. Sorry. Sorry folks. Maybe, maybe one day like dark Souls six, when that comes out, I'll, I'll find a way mm -hmm. to that. Um, horizon, by the way, the second number two on the list, it is the best launch month for a first party PS five game to date. So that game's doing well. Of note on the list, you've got your 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 typicals. You've got your Maddens, your Mario Karts, FIFA, etc. But three, you've got Pokemon Legends Arceus. Awesome. Number four, Dying Light 2 Stay Human. That is impressive. Really happy to see that that game's doing well. That game took a long time to come out. It went through numerous delays by the year. I mean, five years ago, we were getting ready to get this released. And I'm really happy to see that it's out. It's doing well, not just critically, but also commercially. So Is it on bravo. sale yet? I bet you on, so, it's on sale already. <laughs> uh, that I don't know. But happy that it is doing well nonetheless. Oh, let's see. Number four on the list. One of my favorite IPs. The newest PlayStation IP to be getting uh, greenlit in terms of a live-action TV series. God of War. Yeah, John, do the, do the thing. Boy. There it is. Exclusive from... Oh, gosh. Deadline. PlayStation's flagship action-adventure franchise, God of War, is heading to television. Prime Video is in negotiations for a live-action TV series based on the hugely popular ancient mythology-themed game. So that's about all we know at this point. But um, we've got... IP happening. Uh -oh. Last of Us is happening. It's an exciting time for all of that. Uh, What's your reaction to this? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, like the PlayStation has taken their their top three dogs right now, right? Your maybe your most valuable IP with Uncharted, The Last of Us, and God of War, and and I guess you got to even count Ratchet and Clank in that. Ratchet and Clank, mm -hmm. they 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 made that film and that did pretty well. The you know the reboot game of Ratchet and Clank was actually based on that movie, so. They've been they've been dabbling for a while. We knew we know this Uncharted movie has been stuck in like movie hell for years and years and years. It was originally supposed to be Mark Wahlberg to play Nathan Drake, and he basically aged out of it. Um, so they're they're finally hitting their stride, and they're in their they're getting the deals that they want. It seems like they're getting the right partners in place. I think HBO is obviously a perfect partner for a story like The Last of Us. Amazon makes some fantastic content too, so I think that maybe gonna, that's going to be in good hands with uh, God of War. We'll see. I mean, I just hope that they can do it justice. Uh, I, I'm curious to see where they where they start this story. Is it going to start with God of War 2018? Are they going to go right into that? Because that's really, you know, when it hit its critical, critical success, at least nowadays. Are they going to go back to the old uh, the old hack and slash God of War with you know, all, all the all the Greek gods and everything like that? Who knows? Um, I would lean towards them starting kind of with the 2018 and, you know, telling that story, but remains to be seen. I'm interested. I will say I'm not like, I'm not jonesing for this one. Like I am like with The Last of Us. It's like The Last of Us TV show gets announced. If it would have been in a movie, it would have been the same thing. I can't wait for that. That's like 
up there with with one of my most anticipated projects to come out now next year. I could have been, would have been this year, but it got delayed. I'm super excited for The Last of Us. Love that property. I think it's going to translate well to a different medium. Whereas God of War, it's like, all right, you got to show me this one. I love God of War. That game was awesome, but part of what makes that for me is the gameplay, right? The story yes. story is great, but the gameplay is really what you know what I'm there for. Um, so I'm, I I trust them. I'm excited, but I'm not like I'm not Jones in for it, you know. Yeah, I understand that. I can respect it. Um, I think for me, I want to hear more about it. Obviously, this this is just kind of breaking this week, but I'd like to hear, you know, what's going to be the direction? Are you going Norse? Are you going Greek? I would like to think, like you said, they stick closer to 2018 God of War. And Norse is, is huge right now, right? Even if, from a superficial standpoint, you tie this to Marvel right. with Loki and Thor's Thor. Like Loki's, that, yeah, of course. If, if someone says oh, so-and-so is going to play Loki. Even if someone doesn't really know about it, they might be like, what do you mean someone's playing Loki, right? There's some there's a little bit of name recognition there. Yep. So I think they, they've got a lot of potential. I'm really excited to see where more details come out. And I think either way, this will be something I sign up for, uh, you know, whenever that hits. Yeah, at the end of the day, I trust them. I, I, I trust them to make decent decisions with these IPs. And if if not just because of the way they treated them in the game space, right? They've just been so careful with their IP uh, over the last uh, seven, seven, eight years. It's just like I, I trust PlayStation and I trust PlayStation Studios. Yeah, they're doing a good job so far. Uh, last thing on the, the docket for us here, there was a state of play this week. So PlayStation's uh, video uh, kind of short segment session they had a 20 minute video early came out earlier this week just a few announcements a few updates on things nothing that really moved the needle big time uh, they started off the, the show john just jump in if anything uh there was anything you wanted to add to this but exo primal which is a, a new game from capcom uh which is kind of looks a little bit different uh, i gotta say uh there's a game called the the Diofield chronicle that is coming out that is kind of some people thought this looks a little bit like a Final Fantasy Tactics game, maybe mixed with a little bit of Fire Emblem. Thought that was there's there's definitely a market for all these, just mostly not for me. Uh, Valkyrie Elysium was one of the the bigger bits of the show. Um, this is kind of an action RPG. If you're not familiar with that series, I think probably the biggest news for for John and I in the show is that Returnal is getting a, a free update. This game came out last spring for PS5. It's a critical acclaim. John, you played this, or at least a good chunk of it. And the update is called Ascension. It's going to add a co-op mode as well as a new area, a, which is a huge tower that you have to work your way up floor by floor. John, any anything of note here that you got from from this? Yeah, the Returnal stuff's exciting. I'm, I'm happy to see Housemark supporting that. Uh, like you said, I, I did play that game for quite a bit. I probably played like, I don't know, 15, 20 hours, and I really, really liked it. It was just difficult. It, it, it came down to the fact that like it's a game that I know I can get good at um, and I can get through. I think something else just came along and I kind of fell off and, then, and I tried to go back and I'm like, okay, there, I, I really have to really have to be in the, in the groove and I really have, to, really have to commit the time to, to finish this game because at least back, even back then you couldn't, there was no saving. Like you, you're, you had to rely on just your, your PS5 suspend state to be able to stop a game session. Um, so it was brutal. Uh, really, really fun game. It was gorgeous. The gameplay was fun. It just, uh, it, you know, it's a Metroidvania type game where it's, it, it, I'm not even, I mean, it is Metroidvania style, but it's, uh, more of like a roguelike where you you die and everything's gone you start over right so like you you have to get to the final boss in one run and those games can be brutal um and that's kind of what you know burnt burnt me out but it is really good i like it what's funny is i was going to pick that up day one and then the game that was too close that i decided to go with instead was ratchet and clank because mm. they came out about a month later so I, that may be the game that interrupted it for you um it's so funny you mentioned like how when you die, you lose everything in this. I've, there's so many funny videos out there right right now for Elden Ring and clips. Someone was facing uh, one of the bosses. They're all tough, right? Like to varying degrees. And they got killed by basically just like this side character, this minion that had nothing to do with it. And they, they had like one, one hit left on this boss. Of course, the player also had one hit. And then this like... This character comes out of nowhere and takes him down. And I, I was dying laughing. I thought it was hysterical. I'm sure Brutal. that person didn't think it was so funny. But I don't have the patience for those. I just have the patience to laugh at other people playing those. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. So we got a, kind of a 
a one last trailer for this coming out in about 10 days or so. Um, do you have any interest in this game? This is coming from uh, Bethesda, Bethesda here. Yeah, not necessarily. It's it's just it's so interesting. I've, 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 we followed this game for so long. It was announced at the same E3 that uh, Deathloop was. There, it was like a very interesting splash to see two Bethesda uh, games exclusive to PlayStation. Now even funnier, you know, given the fact that Microsoft owns Bethesda. Um, but n- no, nothing really about it's moving the needle for me. It's interesting. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see what it, what ends up being. But I don't I don't necessarily think it's for me. I'm surprised at this point, like that I haven't made my decision a lot of times this close to a release i'm like yeah i'm getting it or no i'm not this one i want to see what reviews look like i want to see what more of the gameplay looks like uh, when people stream it that will be more of a game time decision for me but uh, march 22nd you can pick that up Forspoken. this kind of came out the day before that uh that was getting delayed we got a, another trailer here that showed off a little bit more of gameplay when it came to combat that's a game that totally fell off my radar, but there was some news with the this week with that delay. Uh, and then another big game, we, we did get another look at uh, Stranger of Paradise, which is a Final Fantasy origin that is coming out very soon. That's March 18th. So we got a lot of stuff that's just, you know, on the horizon here. Uh, one thing I know a few friends, it really hit big time was uh, TMNT, the Kawabunga Collection. Oh, yeah. Uh, so... That is pretty sweet, I gotta say. This came out of left field for me. Uh, the collection includes 13 TMNT games from 8-bit and 16-bit consoles. It's a handheld to arcade classics. It'll be out later in 2022. You can read the full list of games right online. Just Google uh, the release for it. That's gonna come out for uh, uh, PS4, PS5, as well as Xbox Series consoles, PC, and Switch. Switch seems like a, a nice be a good that. fit for that yeah it's uh my, my good friend in the chat big cat aaron is a huge huge turtles fan the biggest that i know so he's pumped about this we have that that video game group chat that used to be a part of until you got an android phone and we we booted you out um <laughs> so somebody posted that oh so i guess i didn't miss anything it's with true, that folks <laughs> it is very true i guess i didn't miss anything in that uh that playstation direct and uh aaron immediately posted the trailer he's like oh yes you did because he, he loves his turtles so happy for him well aaron i'm happy for you <laughs> uh gigabash not much to say for me there. JoJo's Bizarre, Bizarre Adventure, excuse me. This one is... No release date? I thought there was a release date. Uh, Trek to Yomi looked really interesting because there is a lot of Ghost of Tsushima vibes here. Uh, take a look at that trailer again. That's Trek to Yomi, which is Y-O-M-I. Very different looking game, but uh, the trailer that we got was mostly black and white. And immediately I was like, oh my gosh, is this a spinoff? Are we getting some sort of DLC, etc.? It is not samurai-style game, much like Tsushima, but uh, looks very interesting. That might be the game that I want to check out for everything that was shown here. Um, <laughs> Aaron, just in the chat. I love, I love the enthusiasm. You are, you are welcome. That's everything that we've got for the, this news week here on Busy Sticks. Again, the Geekiverse is all gaming talk show. We tried things out on a Friday night here. Things have been awesome. We appreciate you tuning in. John, where can people find you on social media? And um, what can you tease for other content for the Geekiverse? You find me right here at Disruptoid on, on everything. Right here. Read it and weep. At Disruptoid on basically every platform, gaming, social, anything like that. Um, I'll be talking about baseball in a good way now because it's back. I'm so excited. And I will probably still be talking about how much I'm upset with Jack Eichel still. Um, but other than that, for the Geekiverse, you can uh, you can find us talking Star Wars with Star Wars Reviewed. Uh, we're cruising our way through that. We just finished uh, Attack of the Clones. That was a fun episode. Getting to the uh, the climax of the of the prequel trilogy. Can't wait to talk about Revenge of the Sith. Uh, and we are also diving back into the MCU Reviewed. Uh, that was quite quite the the uh the on taking of us to go through the entire mcu we were doing like incredible for a while we were hitting like every week for i feel like we were like 13 14 weeks in a row where we didn't miss a week and that was super impressive but life happens so we've fallen off from that quite a bit and turns out they just don't stop making those marvel movies so there's a lot of them so we were never going to keep up that was a losing battle from the start uh, but we're getting back to it so we're we're, we're planning to uh, record our, our next episode uh captain marvel next week so Lots of movie reviews, uh, stuff that we just love talking about here, the, the MCU and Star Wars, nothing but good stuff. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I've been sitting on my notes for Captain Marvel for some time now, so I can't wait to talk about that. Uh, Star Wars has been a blast. 
Like that is a series I've just been dying to get through again, of course, but a series for the first time here on the Geekiverse. Can't wait to watch Revenge of the Sith. I'm so ready, especially after the Kenobi trailer and hearing the the heroes theme. Dude, give me it's more. Gonna be so good. And I can't wait to get into the. Can't wait to get into the Disney stuff. Like it's just it's fun. I have I've not sat down and rewatched the entire Star Wars saga since all the Disney stuff has been out. So this is this is a treat. Well, now is the time. Uh, soon you can check out our Kenobi reaction. Uh, we we went through and talked about the trailer that dropped yesterday, which was totally two days ago. Two days ago, it was totally bonkers. I cannot wait for that series. May twenty fifth, coming to Disney Plus. Uh, me, you can find on social media. I am Brosia. I've been a little more active lately. Thank you again, Jack Eichel. Man, we just gotta stop talking about this guy. Um, but we, as John mentioned, we're going to talk about Star Wars and Marvel next week. We'll have a special guest for the MCU reviewed edition of Captain Marvel. Very excited about that. In terms of social media, we are everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube.com slash The Geekiverse. Here, if you're watching live at Twitch.tv slash The Geekiverse. And wherever you download podcasts, we are there. 26 shirts. I want to talk about them real quick. Uh, we just put in another big order here at The Geekiverse because we are big fans of 26 shirts. If you don't know what they are, go to 26shirts.com. They sell t-shirts. All these t-shirts are awesome. They're the Buffalo-themed they are uh, Marvel, Star Wars. We've got some nice pop culture in there. What you can do to help your community, especially if you live in Western New York, even if you don't live in Western New York, pick up some of that merchandise. Uh, a portion of every sale goes to a family, an individual, or a charity that needs the funding. And to date, they've raised over $1.3 million that have gone directly to these charities, families, and individuals. We're good friends with Del Reed over at 26 Shirts. He's the founder. Sometimes he pops on our Marvel show. I think he's a little scared to, to jump on our Star Wars show, if I'm, if I'm not lying. Hey, he, we, we had some, we had some talk on Twitter. To... We had some talk on Twitter with him and Jer, so we'll see. Del, he doesn't want the truth smashed into him that I've, I've threatened him with, which is that I'm going to turn him into a believer of The Last Jedi. <laughs> So it's going to happen, folks. Anyway, I digress. 26shirts.com. Please be sure to go there. Tell a friend. Pick up some t-shirts there. You won't regret it. For us, you can help us in a number of ways. You can uh, like and subscribe to all of our content. Tell a friend. And if you're able to, you can go to patreon.com slash the Gigaverse. There are numerous levels of monetary um, functions that you can submit there. And all of it goes a really long way for us. We greatly appreciate you tuning in. For John, I'm Josiah. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. We'll catch you soon. Have a wonderful evening. 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 A wonderful evening.